Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, here we go. Welcome to the Chase Merrill podcast today. I have Pastor Greg Farrington with me. Welcome, Pastor Greg. Hey, hey Chase. Good to see you. So good, good to hook up. We were trying to figure out how long it's been. Yeah, it's. I still don't know. I still, I, I don't know how long it's been since we've seen each other in person. But well, yeah, it probably goes back to because you're you're that fanatical Seahawks fan, and I try to eliminate those people from my life. <laughs> I don't know if you can see. It. You <laughs> oh yeah, you got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can yeah. see. It. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see it, and I remember it. I remember it. So. I try to get those things out of my life. Yeah, for sure. Well, this podcast is going to release uh, two days before or th- a day before Thanksgiving. And at that, oh, good. that's a game. That's a game we're going to have to uh, make sure yeah. we're ready for. And f- in fact, I'm taking my two oldest boys, Holly and I, are taking our Weston and Bo to their first football game and Seahawks game. Uh, at that that Thanksgiving game in uh, in in Seattle, so so they're dead. You brainwashed them. They're dedicated Seahawks fans. <laughs> they've been they've been uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they know they know what which way uh-huh. that they were just saying. just re- just remember, you know, the colors of heaven: gold <laughs> and red, gold and red. All right, it's colors of heaven. All right. Uh, well, hopefully, it's not the color of thanks post Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday. <laughs> we'll uh, see. But man, what a privilege to have you join me today. This is uh, such a gift for me. I, when I think about this project I've been doing all year, uh, fifty two project, fifty two conversations with fifty two different people who have made an impact on my life. Uh, you've been on my list from the beginning, and in large part, um, we'll we'll get into in a moment really how this this is even got started and why you're here. But before right. I do that, would you just take a moment, say, just for those that have no idea who Pastor Greg Farrington is, just give him a, like a snapshot um, and introduce yourself with just a little bit of who you are. Sure, I don't, I don't want to sound corny, but I'm a faithful husband. Not my corny, wife. Not corny at all, man. <laughs> Uh, to my wife now for 36 years. We've been married wow. 36, going on 37 awesome. years. And two two wonderful children that are adult children that are married. I have a granddaughter by my my uh, daughter, Lexi, and her husband, Stephen, Scotland. Scotland, Ruth. And another one on the way, Sunday Marie. So number two is coming. I'm sure Trevor and Bianca, you know, it's just, uh, they're just over a year of being married. So I'm sure I got other grandchildren coming in my, my future. So that's, yeah, that's kind of, uh, I'm very, uh, blessed to have this wonderful family and, uh, God honoring family, great heritage, great, uh, legacy all the way back from both sides, the Farrington family. My dad was a pastor. Um, my mom's still 93 and she's driving still. She sits on the front row, 11 o'clock. Uh, and she's just, you know, she's just so sharp in this moment. And then of course, Kathy's family, the Oates family in Sacramento, 
uh, and what they have done to impact Sacramento, not only just in a, the real estate market, but uh, most every church, every significant church in Sacramento has been blessed by the generosity of the Oates family. So I'm a family man, love my family, and I'm a pastor of a dynamic, uh, thriving church. Been there 34 years. So wow. 1989, my wife and I started this church. 34 years. My goodness. Yeah, I was 16 years old when I started that church. And... <laughs> well, I was I I wasn't going to be born for two more years. So yeah. uh, when you started it, I mean that's, that's yeah, insane. that is crazy. That and, and we're still going at it. I mean, we're probably busier now, doing more now than we have ever uh, have done. And so I'm a pastor of a thriving, growing church. You know, multi-campus now. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later, but. Yeah. Um, my, my love, my passion is the church. And, uh, I, that's my, that's my heartbeat. I, I love the local church and the potential and the power that is in it. Uh, I'm a golfer. I love yeah. golf and I kick your butt every single time. <laughs> I mean, I can remember you a high school guy and you're going to take on this 40 year old. And I, I, I think I remember you quitting mid round. You were so, it was like. <laughs> I am getting humbled by this old man on the. Oh, it's probably true. I, I, the, 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 the consistency. It's the consistency. A part of your story. Your part of your life is the is. is the golf game that you play. It's just yeah. consistent down the middle. Not a, not a lot of crazy here. Not a lot of crazy no. there. Just hitting it pure and straight. Keep it in play, you yeah. know, and like Trevor, he, he he's trying to take me on. He's I don't know thirty three, thirty two, something like that. I'm sixty four. He, he's a four, a four or five, something like that, right around there. And he's beat me twice, but most of the time the old man's got, got his game. And, uh, uh so yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still wearing the belt. I'm yeah. still, I still got the belt on, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, love golf. Yeah. I no doubt, no doubt, uh, that you're, you're going to hold that belt probably still for a little bit, a little bit, longer. a little bit. Tre although Tre if Trevor's hitting four or five handicap. I mean, he, he, he may not be too far. He's, too he's, far he's right on my tail, but you know, it's, it's, it's right here. It's right here. <laughs> it's not all the physical. It's for sure. Bring well, that to well, I think about the, if so 30, 34 years that you've been leading, at, it launched and started a Sunset Christian Center, now Destiny yeah. Church, Destiny Christian Church in Rockland, and also Sacramento, Sacramento campus, and so yeah. so much more. Obviously, has spread in, over the last you know several years, decade, decade and a half. But um, but I came and where we got connected was my family moved to Rockland from the the Mammoth Lakes, California area, a little mountain ski resort, right? So that I was not happy about that. In fact, I've had a couple other guests on the podcast over this project that have whether Kim and Dave Leatherman or Kyle Marciabetti that had were part of those you know youth yeah. days that I I told some of this, but like my parents were were they're getting the worst of me because they took me away from my friends in Mammoth and they said, all right, well you could. If you find us a church, Chase, you can be in charge of finding us a church. That was like their like a peace offering. Right. And uh, so I found online, I found this junior high like link to a church website called it was Detour, but the church was called Sunset Christian Center. But I couldn't mm -hmm. believe that I couldn't believe that this church had a, a youth group that had a website. And so I was like, we gotta go. We went and uh and the junior high ministry was just it from an eighth grader trying to be cool coming into it yeah. it just felt like it felt it felt kind of weird it felt like everybody was raising their hands and jumping yeah. and 
I remember telling my parents after the service, we're not going to go here. And, and, and they were like, well, we loved it. So we are, we are going here and, uh, we're going to figure out, you're going to have to make it happen. And I just, so that was where it started eighth grade. Oh, wow. My parents had, and you know, and their experience of being in the adult service, it was better than mine initially in the junior <laughs> high. Uh, I remember meeting your parents. I re yeah. You had a little thing. Uh, it's like called get acquainted. It yes. was a, a, all the newcomers once a month. And I still remember it was yeah. called the friendship cafe back yep. then. Yep. And uh, I remember meeting your parents for the very first time and telling us that they would move from mammoth. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if I met you that night or not, but I did remember your parents. Yeah. That's crazy. You have a good memory. Cause at that night we, we were there, but we, there wasn't anything really for kids and we didn't want to go to that. But there was this kid in the, the gymnasium of the church that, you know, that had this basketball shooter <laughs> thing and he was just in there shooting baskets. And so my brother Landon and I were like, all right, well maybe we'll just, you know, and that's when I met your son, Trevor for the first time. Wow. Who, wow. who, en who ended up becoming a great friend of mine and yeah. was in my my wedding in 2012 and uh and and we had a great friendship through those years in in high school and, and after as well so just i mean crazy how long ago that would have been 2000 probably four 2005 incredible and wow. uh, and part of why beyond just coming to the church right i mean the the impact that my my whole life was changed within the 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 ministry in the church of Sunset Christian Center and and the, what it became Destiny Christian Church of of that in that year that same year mm -hmm. at the winter camp I got I really gave my heart to Jesus for the first time hmm. and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I got called into ministry and I met my future wife wow and and that all happened within you know about 6 months of coming to to Destiny and beginning right. to get involved in the ministry uh, of Kim and Dave Leatherman and Kyle Garcia Bethke with the youth. And, and that's part of why beyond just our relationship, uh, the fact that because of your yes to the Lord, you know, at that point, 15, 20 years ago, before, you know, you planted the church, maybe I don't know the math that, that I experienced what I got to experience because of part of your yes to the Lord and, and I just think about that now as a lead pastor myself and having that whole, you know, full circle of going, there, there's people potentially, right, that I get the privilege of shepherding or leading that who, I have no clue what kind of destiny impact, impact it'll have yeah. on their life. And, yeah, and I'm sure little, little did you know, right? Like I think about right. that, like you're not necessarily thinking about that all the time, but to get to have a moment to yeah. look you in the eyes over the screen and say, Thank you. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Thank you for for saying yes to the Lord, for continuing to say yes to the Lord, to know that um you it hasn't always been easy. I, I I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure you wouldn't uh you know uh say that it's been uh like a completely smooth ride, you know, all the right. way through, but you haven't you haven't pushed the eject button, man. And yeah. um, your yes is 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 been a significant impact in my life and my wife. I mean, my wife's family, the Delaney family. Like yeah, they, yeah. They came and were part of Destiny as well for years that yeah. we wouldn't have met had it not been mm -hmm. for the church. So anyway, just to take that yeah. picture and and say uh, part of this conversation is is a thank you for wow. obedience and faithfulness that you've uh, you've had for so many years. Well, thank you, Chase. I appreciate it. Um, Bible says, do not uh, despise the day of small beginnings. You never know. Yeah. You never know 
what little seed you're going to put in the ground. And uh, 34 years of doing this, you, you realize that uh, sometimes you don't see the immediate increase. You, you don't see, you don't get the, you know, it's been what, seven or eight years since we've connected and hearing your life and hearing your, you know, your, your little children and all this and your the lead pastor, you know, you, you just don't know when you put a seed in the ground, what's going to happen. So, you know, not despising the day of small uh, beginnings because God could have something significant yeah. in store for you. Yeah, so yeah. good. And and yeah. uh, there's the two other two other things that I'll say, man. Just as we kind of go in more to the the furthering of your journey of from when we met to where even you are now, but yeah. um, is it, it, I can't move past the fact that you made pouring into and you know uh, making the next generation a priority a priority in in your church. And again, that's part of why we ended up there and stayed there, and why so many others did. Um, because that's not always the case. And, you know, I know you, you had two young kids and that's that kind of that age, we, you know, Trevor being yeah. a year younger than me, Lexi was a year older than me. So I think I got the benefit of, okay, you know, having a, 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 a pastor who had kids in my same generation, but regardless, you, you made the investment and the space to bring great people into the yeah. team to say, we yeah. want to invest in the next generation. And, I just, man, I, that, that can't be understated. So, right. so, you well, that's why I'm still, that's why I'm still in the game. I mean, it, it really is, you know, cause I'm 64. It, it could be like, Hey, you've had a, a great run here, 34 years, built a, a, a an amazing church. Uh, you know, the reason why I'm still pushing it, the reason why, Hey, there, there's still more land to take is, is for the next generation, my kids and, and their kids. Um, so, I'm just not going to sit back and say, okay, retirement's great. I'm going to stay in the fight. You know, I feel like there's a Caleb spirit in me, you know, give me the hill country. Let me take on the giants, you know, because I'm fighting for the next generation. It's what really my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can see that you can see that kind of fire that's been coming out of you you know, even from, from uh, the, the outskirts, like, you know, I'm I'm not up up close and personal, but I can see it even, you know, over the last few years and, you know, as well, just, it's, you're not, um, you don't look like you're slowing down in the sense of your passion for, for the mission. Right. Right. And, and so the one more thing, and then I want to actually press more into that passion for the mission thing. Um, I'll never forget as a freshman, eighth grade freshman, sophomore in high school, um, the uh, the opportunity I got a couple opportunities to just spend time with you guys as a family, and, yeah. Um, and you know, on those times, you know, it was the first time that in my life what I got was a window, uh, a behind the scenes window right. of of a pastor, like mm-hmm. a, like I know pastor up on the platform and behind right. the pulpit. But I got this pastor who was in in on a vacation, relaxed, right. and and to be able to see that you were the same person behind the the closed doors as you were on the platform, right. um, was so uh, impactful for me, and yeah. and gave me some hope that like, man, no, there there really can be men and women out there that are leading like this, that are in ministry that can, can that, that aren't duplicitous and their characters intact from they're not right. being somebody they're not. And, uh, and, and that made a huge impact on me. I was the, the hospitality, the, like letting me get to see that world of just you mm-hmm. with your guard down, playing, playing golf and just right. listening to, to, to stories. I remember you asking, uh, 
or the do we did at the 20 questions game right. multiple times. Yeah. Just it was it it kind of broke the um whatever maybe even unhealthy out there for some people I think. I think there's a there's there's a reverence and an authority and respect that needs to I think there's healthy places for that. But I think right. at times it could be unhealthy as well. And you really just the Lord used you just to go man I'm a I'm a real guy. Right. I have a real family and I got real life mm -hmm. and I enjoy this as much mm -hmm. as I'm on the platform and that's where you see me. So uh, that was really impactful. And now that I'm living in that more on the week to week, I strive to be that same person on the platform as I am off the platform. Right. right. And, and you know, I, I have some of those fond memories. I remember we flew down to Palm Springs Yeah. and, and uh, we're having breakfast with my father-in-law and he gave all the kids a hundred dollar bill. You remember that? I do. I do. Remember that. And uh, I think Leo, you know, my daughter's talking about going to the outlet malls or whatever. And Trevor's talking about maybe the new Jordans he's going to buy or whatever. And, and you, Chase, said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this $100 to go on a mission trip. And that was impressive. I, was, I still remember that, saying, I'm going to keep this $100 because I want to go on a mission trip. That was, that was great. I saw that, you know, your desire for ministry, your desire for God at that point. And it was always, it was always energizing to be around you because uh, you had such a strong passion. You still do for the things of God. You saw that at a very, very young age. That was very obvious to me that you are, your heart was in the right place. You desired God to use your life. And, um, you know, I, I remember uh, the, the Bible study or whatever that would call uh, Whitney High. You yeah. know, you, you started, I mean, you met Trevor there right uh, his first day, right at the, the bus stop. And, and you kind of ushered him into uh, relationships around that school and, and your desire to see God do something on a secular campus as a sophomore it was tremendous it was tremendous that fire that uh you had inside you and obviously i saw that uh through your years in youth ministries you know with the leathermans with the beth Gees, uh through the years just to see your hunger whether it would be hey i'm going to preach the word i'm going to lead people into worship uh that was always very evident to kathy and myself there was a call on your life that you loved god and you were sold out. So great memories, wonderful memories. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. And yeah. I, I, I have a lot of those as well. And, and that, that, uh, that space you made for me and guys like me to, to be up on that platform and lead people in worship. And, right. you know, I mean, there, there, there were moments where, <laughs> I mean, I would, I mean, I, I don't know you. You or Pastor Joel Marple would have been the guys that 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 pegged me for uh, a nickname like Smiley or something. Like Smiley that. was your nickname. Yeah, yeah that. I I only could sing like one or two fast songs, and it was like "Let the Praises Ring" and like yeah, uh, you know something else like that. Oh, Happy Day or something. And yeah. I I just remember feeling like the the empowerment that I got from you guys right. to be who I felt like I was calling me to be. I just mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't recognize it as much then as I can now, I, sure. but I'm, but I'm not the leader that I am today. Had I not had the, the space and the belief from right. the leaders above me who are older in their adult, mature, wise years to go, Hey, well, we're going to let this kid come out with his passion. That might be a little right. bit, you know, all over the place, but, uh, but we want to let him, we want to let him have the opportunity and, and that 100%. the Lord used that to build, I mean, so much in me in those formidable years to the point where, 
you know, I, I, I got my first opportunity to be on staff at a church at your church right. and, and on your guys' team. And, um, you know, and I, I literally since being, uh, hired by destiny Christian church in 2000, January, 2011 was my start official, uh, first month. officially. Wow. I, I, and I also worked at Chick-fil-A a little bit for the first six months yeah. until I went full-time. I have not, I have been in full-time ministry since that day. I, I have right. not had another vocational job outside of that, and it just got got the start there. So, uh, just massive. Well, let, let, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You found Christ, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, met your wife, got a call to to ministry. Your first position was at Destiny Sunset. I'm expecting a pretty nice Christmas present this year from you, Chase. <laughs> I didn't realize how indebted how indebted you really are. My good, I'm going to text you my address and and, and my sizes yeah, here, sure. so that you I, you know yeah no it's awesome it's awesome to see how what God has done. Text me text me your size for sure. I'll send you a nice Seahawks jersey and uh, oh you will, oh you will, wow you will be so grateful. I know yeah no but 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 man it is it is unbelievable. Here here's what's so cool for me too right like people that are getting to listen to this that either are part of my church or ministry or they're friends from somewhere else around the world or whatever they're gonna get they're gonna get to know that and and, and one day when my kids get to really watch and see these stories and these conversations like to get to go this this happened and this is part of why you know we get to be here we are here because of this and so it's just so cool for me and i think the thing that you know a lot of us that know pastor greg and kathy farrington right we we see you mentioned some words earlier on um the like legacy and the 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 families that you both came from um, having long-standing impact and influence in the the city and the community and really the world around them, uh, faithfulness, um, mm. stick-to-itiveness. There's just a lot of that like consistency stuff over the years, and I, I, I that's part of what is so I think rare about the two of you and your ministry is that when you take a step back and you look around at who's out there in the same kind of category as you guys are. Uh, there's just, it's few and far between when it comes to people still standing that, you know, either a are still in a, a faithful place that God has called them and placed them. And they still are passionate about it. They're not just crusty, you know, complaining right. and like, gosh, God, just hurry up and get done with this so I can move on to retirement or something else. But, but they might, or other, others of them might have been, um, you know, their integrity didn't last that long and they, mm -hmm. they, they couldn't handle the pressure of what came. Uh, and, and, and yet here, here we are, like you mentioned, 34 years of, of ministry here and 36, almost 37 years of marriage and, um, and faithfulness is going to be one of the words that's used yeah. to describe this. What, what do you say when you think about how, right? I'm sure there's lots of things you can think about, but like, what comes to the top of your mind and heart when you're looking at a 32-year-old a who, who wants to be sitting in a place in the next 20, 30 years of my life to go, man, I'm, I'm just as excited about preaching God's word and, and leading people into, into places with God, um, but I'm also excited about my kids and my grandkids. Um, I've been faithful to my wife. What do you what are you telling a guy like me or those that are listening that are going like, man, I want that. I want to be in that space. What how did what was helpful for you when you really think about that to help you be where you are in that way? 
Yeah, it, it's a um, now that you get to a place where I'm at, I'm 64, you know, 34 years of pastoring this just one church, uh, you know, just thinking that I was ordained in 1983. Uh, so that's like, what? Yeah, I was ordained in 1983. Uh, it's kind of like in the sports sports world, you, you say, hey, you got to build one day at a time. You got you, you got to win one day at a time. And so that's kind of like my life. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to show up. May not be the most gifted, might not have all, all the great strategies or whatever, but uh, there's a determination. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I have never, ever once thought in my life, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, don't, I'm not going to be a faithful husband. I've never had that thought. Yeah. I've always, I'm a faithful man. I'm married to a woman. I've made a commitment to a woman. I, I'm not going to drift from that commitment. And I wake up every day honoring that commitment. And the same way as a father, I, you know, I, I'm not going to disappoint my kids. I'm not saying perfectionism. I'm, I'm just saying there's a determination, a perseverance. And so the highs and lows and the disappointments, whether, in, you know, uh, it's in family life or in, in ministry, you push through. You just have a determined heart. You just say, I'm not going to give up. And that's been just like I'm, I wake up every morning and say, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm, I'm sometimes you just got to show up and you're not going to be maybe the most productive that day, but you're there. And that's the way you build a, a, a great life, a legacy life is that you show up, you, you don't give up. You, you don't let the, you know, the, uh, the glitz and the glamor of, of, um, you know, the world or whatever the world would throw at you or ministry or whatever. Oh, I, I know what my call is. I know what I'm committed to. And I am not going to look back. And until, until God punches my ticket, I've never looked at retirement. I was like, no, I, I, that's not even in my vocabulary. So someday they'll, they'll get me to go out to the pasture and, and say, okay, hey, it, it, you had a nice run. But I don't even think about that. I, I mean, I've had so many people say, when are you going to retire? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm living in this moment and I committed to this moment. But that's how you build a legacy. That's how you build faithfulness. Uh, you have to do it one day, one decision at a time. Yeah, yeah, so good. When you think about, when you think about like your, like your soul health, when you think about like the how you stay or or keep yourself in a place where, um. Like I, I think to myself, man, that's the, the longevity of 34 years in one church. There's, there's got to be some internal like ability to know how, how you get restored and get rested and get to keep going. Cause like, although you can, I mean, although I've seen you in the gym, you do have some machine, like men, you know, you've yeah. got some machine, you know, what was the, you used the word for a while when you were, when I was there in high school, optimal, optimal, <laughs> optimal. Optimal, Mr. Optimal, you got that, but but right, but there's still a humanity side to you, right? We, I know you know and acknowledge that, but what what have you, like, how have you stayed healthy on the inside as well, like the the soul health, like rest, so you're not, how have you not burned out? I guess would be the question. I, I, I might be a unicorn. I don't know. Uh, it's just that I, I, I quit isn't in my spirit, and so. I see life as this amazing opportunity to challenge uh, the call to ministry, all of it. 
is like, um, so why do I do to stay healthy? Well, I mean, I can give you the cliche answers and things, but it's a, it's a determination. Yeah. Uh, you cannot take in, uh, more water, uh, than you're able to get out of your boat. So eventually you will sink. So when water gets in your boat, you better get it out. And I've learned how to do that when I say, okay, Hey, emotionally or spiritually fatigued or whatever. Uh, I got to know, I got to know that I got to, I got to be, uh, I got to recognize that, but I, I'm not one. And, and again, I probably have an older generation. Uh, I, I, you know, we, Hey, we have to have boundaries and and things like that ministry. I really don't buy into that. I, I, I really like push back against it. Um, people say, how do your kids love the church? I mean, why, why do they, why, why are my kids on the front row still worshiping God? And you know, why is that? Because I think they saw my love for the, for the kingdom. They saw my love and, and they saw disappointment. They saw that, but they saw my heart pure before God, Kathy's heart pure before God. And so it, it, it comes back to that determination that you just recognize, okay, there are going to be heartaches. There are going to be stress levels um, and recognize that, uh, but don't let it consume you. Yeah. Don't become so inwards focused. I, I mean, I get tired of this self-help stuff and, you know, you know, uh, being, you know, aware of your energy. I'm telling you, I wake up every morning. I know what I need to do to meet with God. And I, I get my heart. My, the greatest advice my dad ever gave me, he gave me, he passed away two years ago. Man of God. He said, Greg, never let a day go by without warming your heart before God. Yeah. Greatest advice I've ever received from my dad. So every day, mm. and sometimes it's better in other days, but I'm warming my heart before God, keeping my relationship with God fresh. And I, I, I'm energized. I'm energized by what God has put in my life. I don't let the deficits of my life control me. Yeah. There's two things around what I've seen over the last three to four years or so, two to three years from afar, right? So I'm thinking Facebook or online presence, because I haven't seen you in person, but because of COVID and all that, I'll tell you, it's yeah. been, you, you, everybody's seen the ministry space for the most part on that outside. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. there's, so there's, it's kind of a two part question. And one of the, one of the things is, and part of what I see in my own life in ministry is uh, learning how to navigate both. Well, just learning and how to navigate, learning how to navigate the voices, the voices that are like, you're awesome. You're great, Chase, man. You're doing, you're doing it. You know, this yeah. you're, you're, you're God's gift to Thurston County, you know, right. and then the, the other side of that, right. Which is, you know, you're, you're garbage and we're going to go to a different church that's doing whatever else that those voices that have those end, ends of the spectrum uh, are, they're they're challenging at times to ignore and and not give too much ear to one or the other. When you think about your 34 years of ministry and even in the last few years that have been extremely loud all around, both in the positive and negative, right. how, how have you found that that ability to to stay that course of like I'm not going to let the 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 fans or the 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 the, the critics basically impact really where I'm going with what I feel God's calling me to do. Great question. Great question. I think uh, the first thing I would say is um, know who you are. You know, um, I, I look in the mirror every day. I understand who Greg Farrington is. I don't have this inflated thought of this. I am God's gift. Yeah. I know. I know my failures. I know my weaknesses. I know my inabilities. 
I know the areas that I'm strong in. I, I, I have a realistic understanding of who God has made me to be. And so, you know, there will always be haters, uh, whether you're loud or, or not loud. Sure. There's always going to be people who disagree with you. Um, and, it, you know, that gets elevated as you get more visible and as, as you take a, maybe a more aggressive stand on things. There's a lot of haters out there. You know, Sacramento Bee wrote 17 articles on destiny, Greg Farrington, how terrible we are. And, um, you know, it was all over the place, but that didn't affect my, who I, I am. I, I, those people are going to say what they're going to say. Even some very, very close friends who, who walked away and said, Hey, I don't, I don't want to have a part of this man's, you know, um, life for whatever reason, this ministry. Um, yeah, that's hurtful. That, that's, it gets, that's a sad point. But again, knowing who you are, I, I, I'm not trying to please yeah. the crowd. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if people know my story. I don't have to do this for a living. Right. I, the, the Oates family has tremendous, tremendous resource and wealth. And I'm doing this because I'm called. I could walk away. If I was, look, depending on the approval of the, the crowd, I'm gone. I'm out 100% or the rejection of the crowd. You know, the, the haters out there, I'll just be in a new resort next week, right. playing a different golf course. But I know who I am. I know who I'm called to be. And I know this moment, the moment I'm in right now, I'm very, very confident of what I'm hearing from the, uh, the spirit of God. And so when there is a kind of a confidence inside your spirit that you're moving in the area that, uh, that God has had you in or has you in the platform that he gives you. Then there is not, a, it's not an arrogance, it's a, it's a confidence. Yeah. So I know who I am and I know my calling in this moment. Yeah. There is, there's no mistake, at least from my seat, what I've seen come out of you or the church over the last couple of years is, uh, at least from my vantage point, man, like you, you, it seems like you're more confident in who you are than I've ever seen you be. Like, and you've been a pretty yeah. confident guy. I wouldn't say, you know, that there's, you you know, that there's been insecurity from at least the, we all have insecurities, but like, I, it feels, sure. it feels more, more than ever. Like there is a, uh, there is a true path of like an unhesitant, unapologetic, th this is who God's called me to be. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be me and I'm going to do my best to honor him in that as he's called me. Uh, that's coming out of of, of who you are. And it's not an act. It's not a, you're not trying it, it's, you can tell it's, it's authentic and it's, it's, it's probably been even more in there than, than even maybe you've realized that, but maybe the, even the circumstances over the last few years have, have, have magnified the, like the need for that authentic piece of who you are to press through the fray. Um, and, and that's what I'm seeing, at least that's what I'm hearing, you know, from, from my outside perspective, right. Cause I'm not up, up close and personal, but um, but it, there's something about it that it, it that authenticity that it, it's it's part of what a lot of people are are drawn to and are looking for in a world that has a lot of facade and a lot of fluff and a lot of um, you know unnecessary uh, pointless words and stuff that's happening around what they're trying to, what they need to say, or what they could say. And, and, and that's something that I, you know, I really admire. And to the, to the, and here's, let me tell one, one quick story with you before we wrap up and, and I'll no. ask you uh, uh, the question I ask everybody on the podcast around uh, your, your a freed up to build up moment, maybe in your life. But mm. um, 
right right during kind of uh the not the beginning of covid but middle right you guys had made some pretty strong yeah. like uh 100%. decisions to uh keep doors open and all oh, that right man. like right and and at that time especially it was it wasn't the it wasn't the mainstream thing <laughs> like it was right it was very <laughs> um we were out there on an island and um you know i remember th that my, even some of my initial thoughts as i was watching that from my seat were man i hope i hope that the people that don't know the lord that that would you know cause a barrier god i hope that i hope that doesn't push them away pause for a moment because mm -hmm. that was my initial thought right and i wrestled i wrestled with some of that just like because i have friends and stuff out there that i'm going like okay and i got a facebook message this I, this is <laughs> i got a facebook message out mm -hmm. of the blue uh from a friend of mine from high school he was a year older than me and i won't i won't share names but he was a when i was a sophomore no when i was a junior in high school i was in a peer counseling class and the lord gave me a word for this young, for this young man, he was a year older than me. He had, he wanted nothing to do with God. He was, he was on mm. the far extreme. I don't religion, Jesus, God. He was, he was not on that path. And I felt like God gave me a word that I should, that I needed to tell him, which was one, you're going to give your life to Jesus. And two, I think God's going to call you into ministry one day. So prepare for, mm. for that to happen. And I remember being scared out of my mind to, to have this conversation with this guy because he was pretty intimidating. And I, I knew he didn't really even like me because I was about God stuff. But I but I did it. I, I actually had a conversation with him and I gave him that word and he just he didn't say much. And then he walked away. That was that. That was that was my junior year in high school. That would have been 2008. Fast forward to about a year ago, year and a half ago, I get a Facebook message from this guy out of the blue. I, I don't even think we're friends on Facebook. And he messages me to say something along the lines of Chase, I will never forget the time in high school that you talked to me about God and what God wanted to do in my life. Um, I just want you to know it made a big impact on me. Thank you. I've been going to this church in Rockland called Destiny Christian Church. Oh, wow. And my my relationship with God is better than it's ever been. And he was talking about how this pastor at Destiny Christian Church was changing the way he was listening to how mm -hmm. God could be a part of his life. And I had this moment, and this is what I would say to anybody listening that knows you or doesn't, right? This just principally, right. that when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the way the body of Christ is in it's not only is the body within the 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 individual uh, component of a church that's in a context, but also I believe the body, capital C church, is all made up of different parts so that it has different functions to be a part of the body, the head that is Christ, but the body that is the church. The different parts of the body that is needed in this time to reach people in different places in their seasons of life, in different points of where they're at. There's no other church in the Placer County area that would have reached this dude the way that <laughs> God used you and Destiny in that time, right. right? And so for me to sit there at one point and go, man, uh, this may not may not have been exactly how I would have done it, but then to see the sovereignty of God and him go, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but, if, but if Pastor Greg Farrington and Destiny didn't do what they're doing like this, this isn't going to happen in this young man's life. And, mm -hmm. and the reality of God opening my eyes to the fact that, man, what we need more than ever 
is men and women called by God, pastors and people alike, not just pastors, but that are unapologetically being who God's called them to be, to, to run the mission and race God's called them to run for such a time as this. And, and man, that's what I see you doing. And at 64 years old, in a season, like you mentioned, of life where yeah. you could be doing so many other things, yeah. you, are, you are doing just that with a passion and a commitment uh, and a boldness like, like, like more than ever before. And, and I admire it. And I'm res- and I respect yeah, it, and you. I'm inspired by it myself to be more of who God's called me to be, without worrying about the voices. And, and right. let yeah. that I, again, I'll, I'll spare his name, but let that guy's story be even a hope and encouragement to you that it's like, man, sure. you know. And I, again, you're confident in this, I know. But for me, it was that moment the Lord was like, "Hey, hold on, before you before you think or feel anything about whatever in this way." don't be mistaken. I'm bigger than all of it. And I'm going to use all of these different things to reach people in different ways where they are. And we need that in the church, you know? So, yeah. um, that, so I wanted to share that story with you, man, because I just thought it was really, yeah. that's one, that's awesome. one example of, I'm sure right. tons yes. that, you know, right. how destiny has been an impact, especially in this last season, um, sure. in a world that's been, you know, in desperate need of a healthy church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, Chase, I, I, um, you, you heard me say probably when you were at Destiny, I really believe that church is the hope of the world. Yeah, because we are the ones that have been commissioned with the message of Jesus Christ. And so the, at one level, I'm very optimistic about the church. Um, but at the other moment, I am concerned about the church, the passivity of the church in this moment. Uh, you know, we, we have gotten to the place of nothing really moves the church anymore, whatever, you know, do ministry this way, that way, wh- whatever. It's kind of this defeatist attitude that the church has. And I feel like the call in this moment is to awaken the church. This is, this is a very critical moment, critical moment for your children. Yeah. Very critical moment, you know, to see the craziness of what's happening. Uh, with our young people, our children, and and it, it's going to take a strong church. We we have basically neutered the church. We we don't want to offend anybody. We we want people just to okay, this is a nice place. Let's get together. Let's feel good. Let's tell a story or two. Have some great music. But it's going to require a better cup of coffee for a revival than just what we're serving at the church, right? Uh, so we got to do better. We 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 got to we got to make Jesus the roaring lion again, and not domesticate him and make him a nice little house cat. Uh, we we got to be able to roar a little bit, and I think that's the spirit uh, that God has put into uh, to destiny in this hour as we launch. You know, our story of taking over uh, the former Capitol Christian Center. You know, this mega church in Sacramento that it basically came to insolvency and God put us in this moment, gave us this platform uh, to go to this, this uh, venue here, this, this school, this church, uh, you know, a school of a thousand kids and uh, this legacy church. And so I believe that God has uh, used our voice in this moment to rally people like your friend. And it's exciting. It's awesome to see. I believe in revival. I believe in a move of God. I, I think it's going to happen. I believe it is going to happen in the state of California. I'm not running from the state of California. I, I, I don't want a mission, uh, as uh, C.D. Studdard said, that's safe within the, uh, the sounds of the chapel's bell. I want to run my mission one yard from the gate of hell. 
And so California, here I come. <laughs> and I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to have conviction in my life. And so uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Caleb, give me the hill country. Give me the place where the giants live because I, I want to go after yeah. it. I've seen, I've seen a few uh, clips of over the last year or two of you making a statement similar to that around like, I'm not, I'm not running. I'm not going anywhere, you know? And, and I feel yeah. it in a similar way with living in the Pacific Northwest in Washington state, right? Absolutely. In that sense of not that I don't dream about moving to Idaho one day. I mean, it could happen. It could be there. Yeah. But but bigger than that is the call that I feel to stay right here to make the difference that God's called us to make. If 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 all of the good people leave, you know what I mean? In fact, if all of them go to the place that it makes the most sense and is the most comfortable, we're, we're going to miss a huge opportunity to to make the bigger difference, I think, that God's calling the church to make. And, and that's not to say God's not calling people to go different places, right? But I I, I resonate with that. And I, I think that I'm I'm... I've been inspired by that call. I've heard even come out of, you know, right. out of your platforms of, of man, we can, we can stay a, a yard yeah. away from the gates of hell and, and understand that yeah. Jesus is still, is still going to be holding the keys. You know what I mean? And so right. uh, that, what a, what a charge to the church in the season. And I, I yeah. think part of what my desire is, Pastor Greg, is I think about um, what God has done in, in your generation is continuing to do in your generation is, is, to, is to find ways to, continue to partner with that that of that generation mm -hmm. right i think that there's yeah. there's a gap right now where there yeah. is there it seems to be a, a resurgence there's there's some in your generation that are calling it retirement calling it i'm good to go this yeah. world united states is going to hell in a handbasket let's get as much uh glory yeah. and retirement as possible and then there's a resurgence for sure where i'm seeing the few yeah. in the the proud if you will like the 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 64 year old mm -hmm. greg farrington's that are like no 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 man this is for my kids this is for my grandkids and my grandkids yeah. kids this is i'm not done um but then there yeah. seems to be this gap there's like a yeah i don't know where you know and so my generation i'm going like we can't do it on our own we got to figure out a way mm -hmm. to stay tethered to the generations that have gone before us while still also looking at the generations below us. And, and so I'm on a mission in my role to not just have a young church, but to have a church that, you know, I've got, I've got 87 year olds and 84 year olds and, mm. and, 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 and beyond uh, here. And then, and, and I got 20 year olds and 18 year olds, and I'm trying to find a way to, to stay tethered to the wisdom and the experience mm -hmm. of the generation that's gone before me. Uh, and, and also, do uh, you know the impact God's calling me to make with the generation that I'm in and the generation following? And it just seems it seems hard. It seems like there's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of stuff in the way. And and I just I'm thankful for leaders like yourselves who are their their eyes are open to the next generation. Their eyes are open towards um, making space as you did years ago for you know younger younger generation for me to be able to have the opportunity to cut my teeth in places and spaces that I had no right probably to be, but you made the space. And so, man, I hope, I hope you, you keep doing that. I know you are, and I know you will, but that's a, uh, that's something that I'm, I'm praying for in the future as well, that I can continue to be tethered to guys that are, are yeah. still in the game, but, but have, but right. have won the game a couple of times and, uh, and can help me navigate the stuff that's ahead, right. ahead of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're proud of you, Chase. Extremely proud of you and Holly, what you guys have done, given your life and your your call to ministry. So uh, just keep on doing what you're doing one day at a time, build upon it, and God's going to have a great future. Who knows? Yeah. 
you might be on somebody's podcast when you're 64 years old. Who knows? I hope so. I hope so. Man, thank you for, thank you for taking the time. And, um, the, the, uh, the stuff happening in Sacramento, I think about Capital Christian Center, the Destiny, Destiny Sacramento campus now and the partnership and what God's doing. And for such a time as this man to be in the capital city and have the presence of God, which I'll never forget how much you said this. And I say it all the time as well. The presence of God changes everything. You got the presence of God uh, invading that place from the inside out, man. I'm I'm praying and believing for revival, as you said, that God really begins to to make a a massive dent in that city, in that area and the surrounding counties, because uh, we're desperate for it. And uh, and I'm glad that you haven't pushed the eject button yet because, yeah. No, stay, staying in the fight, staying in the fight. Well, man, thanks for taking the time. Please give Kathy, my loving, a hello. And uh, and just, man, I'm so excited to watch you as well. Continue to enjoy fatherhood, grandfatherhood, and yeah. keep keep Trevor at bay from creeping up on you with the handicap and all that. But hope maybe yeah. one day there'll be some some ministry uh, parallel. We can be on a, a, a four, yeah. some uh, uh, golf tournament together or something. Because yeah. I gotta. All right. Gotta that. All right. All right, man. Hey, thanks for joining me. All right, go Niners. <laughs> All right, love you, man. Talk to you soon. Everybody, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. See you next time.